actress Katherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 today. Before this episode begins, I just want to give a big acknowledgement to all 911 dispatchers out there. This week is what's known as National Public Safety Telecommunicators Week. It's a week to highlight all the actions done by the nation's emergency dispatchers. If you know a 911 dispatcher, thank them for what they do. If you are a 911 dispatcher yourself, let me personally thank each and every one of you. I've been on this side of the headset for more than two decades. I know what you've been through and what you will go through. It's not easy and certainly not a job that just anyone can do. It takes a special type of person to deal with the constant stress that is involved with our job. I know we don't always get along. As I said, it's a high-stress job, but we all have the same common goal which is to ultimately help people in the time of their likely most hurtful and devastating need. I truly, truly appreciate each and every one of you for the job you do and hope that you have the best rest of the week possible. Thank you again. Colorado Springs 911. What's the exact location of the emergency? Uh, I just called a few minutes ago and the guy came back out and he, he fired a gun at somebody and he's laying on the street dead. Oh my God. 911 calls aren't always static. They change. The situations and the suspects change. Their actions can go from being just suspicious to violent in a matter of minutes or less. The evil that exists in some people to just randomly spew their violence onto innocent people astounds me at times. Today's episode will have some of this random violence. I wish I could explain it. Sometimes you just can't, though. Right now, County 911, do you need police, fire, medical? Uh, police. Where to? Hello? 911. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I think we've had some trouble at 4456 Marshall Road. What's going on on Marshall Road? 
I think there's been a bad shooting. Maybe four people. Okay, so you think four people have been shot? I believe so. Uh, I, I was cutting grass out in the yard, and I heard some shots. How many shots did you hear? Uh, about 20. It's automatic. I think there's two outside, two workers outside, and uh, Mr. and Ms. Leslie's on the inside of the house. Are you over there with them, or are you on a neighboring I'm property? Over, I'm on the property, but I'm away from the house because the guy walked out of the house. It was, uh, I'm quite sure I've seen him from a distance. It looked like a black guy in black clothes carrying something red out of the house. And I'm on the other side of the property now. I'm, if the police or something come, I'll go over there with them, but I don't want to go back to the house. Yes, sir. Don't, don't go over to the house. Okay. I can Do you see any road. of the people, like anybody outside? I saw one laying on the ground. It looks like uh, one of the workers. It was a guy working for a heating and air guy. He looks like he's laying on the ground. I saw the guy running around, and I, I heard the popping, but I didn't realize it was shooting until I saw this guy laying on the ground. Okay. Sir, can I get your name? Sorry, I'm updating my officers. And Mr. Two Three. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'm calling from a. I wouldn't call nine one one, so I came over here. He's another worker that works here at the place. Alrighty, is this an okay phone number? If we need to give you all a call back. Yes, ma'am. Alrighty. Have you? Call, ma'am. Y'all haven't had any COVID symptoms, have you? No, ma'am. I've had both of my shots. I'm 80 years old. All right, where at on their property are you at? Uh, it's at the house. If you come to the arch, I'll meet them at the arch. It's 4456. No, sir. Road. Sir, I don't need you to meet our deputies. I don't need you to get close to the situation. Okay, we don't want you getting hurt. I'm not gonna be. I'm. I, I'm a. I'm a four. I'm almost a half a mile from the situation. All righty, I'll let them know. But I've got some deputies on the way. Okay. Uh, you can call another number too. Okay. It's one. Alrighty. Thank you, sir. That's my telephone. Okay, dog. Alrighty. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, bye. On that call, we know very little. We have a slight suspect description, and that he has shot some people, at least four, it seems. The caller heard around 20 shots, he said. He gave a good location on the property, which seems like it's a pretty large property from the call's description. He mentioned workers for the property. A satellite view for the address looks as though it is a very large house on a big piece of property in a rural area of South Carolina. The workers on the property seem to match with a large property and a likely well-off owner. Still, though, not a lot of info. There is another 911 call. Let's see if there's anything else we can extract from this one. You're counting 911, DNA Police Fire Medical. Yes, I need to get an ambulance and, and marshals, I guess, heading toward an address in Rock Hill, please. Okay, what's that address, please? 
4456 Marshall Road, Rock Hill, South Carolina. All right, what's going on there? Uh, I, this is a guest on your sheet metal GSM services. I have two neck technicians on that location. I just had one call me screaming that he had been shot, and the other technician has also been shot and not responsive. All right. Do we know how long ago this happened? Uh, my technician just called me literally 30 seconds ago. All right. May I get your name? And, uh, um, All right. So you're saying that you're at the sheet metal place now? I'm in Gastonia right now. My technicians, my t we're eating an air conditioning company, and my two technicians are there. One just called me. He can't talk. He's screaming, I've been shot, I've been shot. And I asked him where the other one is. He said he's laying there, and he's unresponsive, and he was shot also. I can't get any other information out of him. Okay. All right, ma'am, just a second. So you got two of your technicians on scene. states that both of them have been shot? Yes. And you have no further information? No, I can't get him to. He's, he's I got it. One's down. Do you know what the um, person's name is that you had going out, um, that they were going to service? Uh, Dr. Robert Leslie. Taker. So we don't know the status of their health whatsoever? No. no one is not moving. One is non-responsive. The other one is talking slurred, and I think he's been shot in the face or the head or something because he can't talk. He just keeps saying, I've been shot. I've been shot. Call 911. Please call 911, and that's all he keeps saying. Okay. What's the two technicians' names? Yes. All right. All right. And the person's name who made the service request? Uh, Dr. Robert Leslie. Robert Leslie? L E S S L I E. Okay. All right. So that and who well, I've got him is also being the property owner. Yes. All right. And they, this is not characteristic of them at all. No, they've been shot. I mean, they didn't do the shooting. They've been shot. I was just making sure that's not characteristic of them to you know do prank calls or anything. We just no, all my, no, my things are no. here. Okay. And your name, please. Sorry, I have to create two calls for service in here. All right. I have seven zero four nine. Yes. All right. I've got police and EMS both on the way. Okay. If you have any contact back with those people, just right. you know, just tell them to remain there in a safe place. That so we do have help coming to them as quickly as we can. Lights and siren. Okay. All right. Thank All right. you. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Mm -hmm. Bye bye. Before I get too far into this particular call, I have to give some advice to everyone out there listening that that does have to do with this call. If you have an emergency of any sort, do not call anyone other than 911 or whatever your emergency number is. This happens in 911 dispatch. I'm not joking. Every single day. This is a terrible thing to do. And I do mean terrible. Let me put it into perspective for you. Like in this call, let's say you've been shot. Instead of dialing 911, you dial your boss. 
you wait for him to answer his phone. Seconds tick away. He answers. You start screaming to him that you've been shot. Obviously, shocking to hear, he, who was someone who was not trained to deal with this, may be at a loss for words. Seconds tick away. He may or may not verify where you are correctly. He might just go off of whatever job assignment you have and just assume that you're there when you might not be. Luckily, this one, they were still there at the same job site. Seconds continue to tick away. He says he just kept screaming that he was shot and the other worker was unresponsive. So he was likely saying all of this more than once. Still, the seconds tick. I can only imagine the length of the, the call to the caller from the person shot. One minute long, two, more than that. The point in mentioning this is that every single second that the person shot was on the phone with his boss was a second that help could have been driving to him, but wasn't. This scenario, with different circumstances, as I said, happens every single day. A 16-year-old kid just who just got their license, they get into a car accident with another car and someone's hurt, but instead of calling 911, they call their parents. An elderly person will call their best friend or their children and tell them they need an ambulance because they're having a heart attack. Every second of those calls, we could have been en route. Please, if you're listening to this, take it to heart. Just call 911. Call your relatives or your friends later on. And I'm sorry for going on kind of a little rant about this. It just really gets to me because it happens so often. And I often wonder how many lives have been lost that could have been saved if that person with the emergency would have just called 911 instead of someone else. So just try to keep that in mind if you ever have an emergency. But back to this call. Unfortunately, on the actual 911 call that we just listened to, there wasn't that much additional information given. I can only imagine that this call was in, it probably came in roughly the same time that the other call did. And my only reason for thinking that is that the dispatcher asked at one point if this was something that may be a prank. The only thing I can think that would be going through her head is that this is a prominent doctor's house, a very nice place, you know, nice, large property. A shooting would be a bizarre event to say the least to happen in a place like this, but it did happen in total on this incident. Six people were shot. The doctor, whose name is Robert Leslie, he was mentioned in the second call as the property owner and whose house is being worked on, was one of the victims, along with his wife, Barbara, and two of their grandchildren, who were nine and five years old. The workers that were killed were James Lewis and Robert Shook, both of them 38 years old. Robert was alive when police got to the scene and was flown to a hospital in Charlotte where He also died a few days later. The suspect in this was former NFL player Philip Adams. At the time of this recording, authorities have no idea of what the motive for the crime was. It may just be as simple as proximity to the location that he was at. 
which was about a quarter of a mile from his parents' house. The sheriff in this said that there's nothing about this right now that makes any sense to any of us, and that's why we're working so hard to try to get more information. Some unidentified evidence left at the scene quickly led authorities to Adam's parents' house where he was. His parents were able to exit the house, and negotiations were started with Adams trying to come to a peaceful resolution to this whole thing. About 2.30 a.m., police made entry into the house and found the deceased from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. We may never know why all this happened. Colorado Springs, 911. What's the exact location of your emergency? Um, it's your... Can you repeat that one more time for me and make sure I'm correct? Well, it's across the street from me. I'm calling from my address. Tell me exactly what happened. Well, there's a guy walk. There was a guy walking around with, like, two cans of gasoline or something, two small cans, and a big, like, a rifle. It was black, and it had a strap around it. He's, he's walking up to doors and stuff. And then I seen that he walked into the building, and the glass window at that business is broke. So he's still in there. I'm kind of keeping an eye on him. But it's kind of scary. I went out there to get in my Jeep to, to get in there to go somewhere, and I'm scared to death. Okay. And that's a business? What's the name of the business? I have no idea, but I, I just know it's there's uh, an apartment above that about that at that place it's kind of a scrap store you know they keep paints or something i don't know okay and there's no name on that business outside no okay i can't see that far but it has something written on the the door and then when did this happen just probably 10 minutes ago and he's still there now yes okay i don't know if it's a fake gun bb gun but it looks pretty scary Okay. And you said it looked like a long gun, correct? Like a rifle? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. And then where is he now? Is he still inside? He's still inside that building on the bo- uh, on the lower level. And then I need to get that person's description. Do you know his name? Uh, no, I don't. He had a black cap on, and I think, I don't remember the clothes, but he had uh, long hair coming up out of the cap. And was the male white oh, black? He's coming out now. Is he a green jacket? I don't know. He's going upstairs. Maybe he lives there, but he shouldn't be holding that gun around to anybody. Okay. Or around anybody. And do we know how old he looked? He looks like about 35 or 30. How tall is he? Probably six foot. Thin, medium, or heavy build? Thin. And what color was that long hair? Um, Black, brown. Not real long. It just curls out from underneath his hat. And for that, it may be the guy that lives upstairs because he ran right up there, but he still shouldn't be holding that gun. Well, it is an open carry state, so he can have a weapon with him or walking around with it. But of course, having those gas cans, it does seem pretty suspicious. So we're going to keep the call going for that. Okay, and the window's broken to that business down there, so. Right, and you said he's now upstairs, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, did he arrive in a vehicle? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. And are you or anyone else in immediate danger? No. Okay. 
And from what you can see, does anyone need medical attention? No, uh-uh. And then how did he enter the building? He just opened the door and walked in. And then he came out and then went upstairs and walked right in. I can see the doors open now upstairs. He could live up there, but it was scary because he was going across the street to the ladies next door, and then they he come back out like he was looking for something or somebody. Okay. I just hope this, you know, it's not as bad as it is. No, I understand. And again, we'd rather be proactive and make sure everything's okay than to just, you know, assume everything is all right and have something go wrong. So you definitely did the right thing by calling. Okay. And then what are the possible exits from the building? Like, which side are the doors on? Um, the side, uh, both doors are facing east. And it's on the west side of the street. Okay. And then are there any windows in that unit as well? Yes. Okay. All the way around. On both levels, correct? Um, yes. Okay. Yeah, he's got another, he's got a handgun now he brought down from upstairs. Now he's going back into the building. He's got a backpack on his back, blue. He went back into the bottom building. Okay. And then is there anyone else in that building who belongs there? Um, there might be a young gal. Um, she's got blonde hair. That's all I know. Would she be upstairs or downstairs? Upstairs. And I won't be around because... I've had a lot of losses this week, and I have to go meet with all the families. Okay. And you're not required to stay there. We just, of course, advise not to get involved or disturb anything at the scene. Sure. We'll have officers dispatched out as soon as possible. And, of course, if you see anything else suspicious, any other vehicles that he might leave in or anything like that, I want you to call us back immediately so you can get that description as well. Yeah, but there, there is two cars in there in the driveway that they do drive, but I, I can't tell what they are. Can you see the colors of them? Uh, one's a dark blue and one's a, almost a black. And they're both cars, correct? Yes. Okay, and are they two doors, four doors? One's a four door, and I think they're both four doors. Okay. Okay, and then again, we do have that call started for you. I want you to call us immediately if anything changes, you have any further information, or if you see them, leave. Is there anything else I could do for you at all? No, thank you very much. All right, thank you so much for giving us a call. We have this started for you, and have a safe day, ma'am, and I'm sorry for your losses this week. Thank you very much. I hope you feel better, and have a good day. Thanks, bye. Bye-bye. This call was just odd. Some random guy walking around the street with a gun and gas cans. It just, it's a really odd thing to me. The caller also said that this could be a BB gun or a fake gun. It's possible. Not exactly sure. As I said, just kind of odd with the whole gas can and gun walking around the street randomly like that. Plus the fact that it seems like no one else called about this. The caller is the only one that did that. There was some controversy with the dispatcher stating that that state that they're in is an open carry state. This did nothing to delay the call. At the moment in the call, 
This is a guy walking around carrying a gun and gas cans. As was stated, there is nothing illegal about this. A lot of states have open carry laws like this, and police will generally go out to investigate if they get a call about someone carrying a gun. But if the person is simply just carrying a gun and not shooting it or pointing it at people or just being generally violent with it, it will likely get a lesser response than if the suspects were doing any of those things. The dispatcher did no wrong here in mentioning it, and as I said, it did nothing to delay the call. It was sent up with the correct coding and priority for what it was, which was just a person carrying a weapon. The dispatcher got some very, very good description of this suspect, though. She asked the questions very well. You can always ask a caller, what do they look like as in regards to the suspect? Or you can get more specific, which is the correct way to do it, like this dispatcher did. Some of her questions were very specific like this. Is he male, white, black, or Hispanic? What color shirt was he wearing? What color long hair was coming out of his hat? Things like that. She even got which side the doors and the windows were on in the building that the guy was in. Past that, too, the dispatcher was very courteous, stating that she was sorry for the losses of the caller, as well as that she hopes she has a better rest of the day. Very unfortunate for the caller, though. Her day does not get any better. Colorado Springs, 911. What's the exact location of the emergency? Uh, I just called a few minutes ago and the guy came back out and he, he fired a gun at somebody and he's laying on the street dead. Oh my God. He sent an ambulance too. And the guy's got a green army jacket and he walked up towards, um, oh, Platt, north on Platt Avenue. Oh my God. Okay, calm down, okay? Stay with me. I'm just putting that into the call. <laughs> handgun and a big rifle gun like a machine gun in it and he some guy was just riding his bike through the alley out the alley and the guy started shooting him and he's laying dead you need to have somebody come over okay right away okay Naomi, i need you to calm down okay are you with the patient now no i'm across the street in my house the guy might be shooting me too how old is the patient I can't tell. He looks like he's young, maybe 30, 30? 20. I don't know. I can't see him. He's laying in the driveway. Um, he was riding his bike, and he's awful. Please, somebody. Okay. Are you at this location now? I'm already across the street from it. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, I think he's still okay. I heard some more shots fired from that gun that he's got. Oh, my God. He's got a crazed look on his face. Too. When did this happen, Naomi? Just two minutes ago, three okay. minutes ago, maybe four minutes ago. And I still hear the gun being shot off. Okay. Oh, my God. How many people are involved? Just the one that's laying on the ground and just that one man by himself. He's got a, a green army jacket on. It's a solid green. And he's got a blue cap on. Okay. He's got, I think he's got jeans. Where's, where's the suspect now? He's going north on Prospect and Platt Avenue. You said he's, he left? 
Yeah, he left. He started walking up towards Platt, and then I just now heard the gun go off again. So he's around up there, off Platt and Prospect. So he's on set? Yes. Oh, that poor guy. I think he, he got shot three times, and it was a big caliber, it sounded like. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm too afraid to go out there. That poor guy laying there. Oh, my God. Stay with me, okay? You're doing great. <laughs> Is anyone in immediate danger? No, that, that, that I can see or think. Oh, no. Maybe on Platt Avenue there might be people in danger. Naomi, I need the suspect's description. Do you know his name? No, I don't. Okay, is he white, black, Hispanic, Asian? He's white, and he's got long curly hair coming out how, of his cap. How old is he? I think he's probably 35, 30. How no tall? Face, no, no facial hair, and he's how like, tall? like six foot. Six foot? Yeah. Skinny. And you said blonde curly hair? No, brown. Brown curly hair. Uh-huh. Dark brown. What color clothing does he have on? Oh, he's got the the green army coat, and he had a, he might have a backpack on underneath that coat. Blue jeans. I think yeah, there's people outside that might be in danger up on Platt. Okay. Oh, I just heard another gunfire. Fire. Oh my God. I think the police probably found him. I see the police lights going west on Platt. Yeah, they need to call an ambulance or something right away. Okay. Is anyone in immediate danger? Only people up, up on Platt, maybe. Okay. That's my phone. Oh, shit. Uh, Teresa, I'm talking to the police right now. I know. I know. Naomi, what's the victim's description? Is he white, black, Hispanic, Asian? Uh, he's white. I gotta go, Teresa. White male. How old is he? Um, which one? The suspect? No, yeah. No, the victim. How old is the victim? Oh, yeah. I can't tell his face. <laughs> Give me an approximate. Like 20, 30, 30? 30s? Yeah. Is he awake? No. Is he breathing? No. No. I can't. I mean... It doesn't look like he's breathing. He's pretty bad. Okay. How tall is the victim? Probably five foot seven, five foot eight. Does he thin, medium, heavy build? He seems to be medium built. What color hair does he have? I can't tell. He's got a backpack on his back. What color description are his clothing? Uh, blue jeans, um, back, blue backpack, and a grayish blue sweater. And he's got tennis shoes on. I can't tell. The bottoms are red. And he's on a white bike. Oh, my God. Bless his heart. Oh, shoes. <laughs> You're doing good, Naomi, okay? Where exactly is this patient, this victim? He's at a uh, driveway where, those two, where there's two cars. I hope there isn't any more people dead. They might be upstairs or downstairs. 
because the window's broken to the Give me the color, make, and model of those two vehicles in the driveway. Yeah, that's what I gave the lady already. It took the report. I just want to make sure. What, okay, what are the color one's a dark model? blue and one's a, a black, and they're both four doors. Oh, my God. And I went out there twice, and he had the guns, and I was like, okay, I'm coming back in. And then before you know it, he's, oh, my God, shooting probably some innocent souls. Has anyone involved in using alcohol or drugs? I don't know. Okay. Not me. It looks like he's been up for a few days. That's Naomi, how like many people need medical? One. One. That I can see, yes. Okay. Is the assailant still by, still nearby? I don't know. But the cops are coming down here now. But okay. I don't know. All right, Naomi, I'm sending to... medical too, okay? I got to ask you some questions for my medical. Okay. Okay, is there any serious bleeding? I can't tell. Okay, okay, you're doing good. All right, I am sending the paramedics to help you now. Stay on the line and I'll tell you exactly what to do next, okay? Okay. The police officer's there with you now. You see the police officer yes. there? Yes. All right, Naomi, I'll go ahead and let you go. You did great today, okay? <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. 33-year-old Noah Hafram was the suspect in this call. This is another one where we probably won't ever know why he did all this. No motive was ever confirmed in this one. He randomly killed who was in front of him, which was a bicyclist by the name of Andrew Allen Myers. He was 35 years of age. He was simply riding his bike down the street. After this, he took on foot, walked down a little piece, and then killed two women. One Christy Jalela, who was 34 years old, and Jennifer Vasquez, 42. They were at the front of the Platt House, which was a recovery house for women who were recovering alcoholics and drug addicts. The shooter continued walking down the street. He ended up close to a Wendy's restaurant where police found him. He engaged in a shootout with the police and was shot to death by officers on the scene. As I said before, this was also a random act of violence. Some speculate that the suspect family had some deep ties with a non-traditional Christian church, but the teachings of that church had never been confirmed to have any reason to have made this happen. But just like the last instant we had, the suspect is dead and we may never know what actually happened. What were their reasons for doing these things? Before moving on to the end of the show, let me direct you to another podcast that's run by a friend of mine. TZ over at Tapes from the Dark Side. He gets very in-depth with his cases and masterfully weaves an entertaining and informative show together with his use of his details and the effects that he uses. Here's the new promo. Tapes from the Dark Side. Tapes from the Dark Side. Tapes from the Dark Side. Is an awesome new true crime podcast. What motive could a father have for hurting his own son? What dark secret is Mark Redwine hiding? In season one, the host TZ Borden investigates the curious case of a missing 13-year-old boy and the father suspected of murder. 
please go search Tapes from the Dark Side on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Tapes from the Dark Side. You should give it a good listen. Consider helping out Music City 911 by becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash musiccity911 or by buying some cool-looking apparel and other show-branded items over at teespring.com slash musiccity911. That's T-E-E-S-P-R-I-N-G dot com slash musiccity911. As always, come join me for a discussion of this episode and any others over at Facebook on the Music City 911 podcast discussion group. Be sure to like the main page at facebook.com slash musiccity911 pod. Until next time, I'm Brandon from Music City 911. Y'all have a good one.